Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L. And I'm Hannah D. And we're your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, you can reach our booking team by texting this number, 919-675-1058, or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the Anon podcast, T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to fellowship with other guests and listeners. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource towards our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA and is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We are simply addicts who are seeking the message of recovery by discussing NA literature together. Nothing more and for sure nothing less. We are grateful to be of service and to give back to our fellowship by helping facilitate this podcast. Now let's get started. June 2nd, sick and tired. We want an easy way out. When we did seek help, we were only looking for the absence of pain. Basic text, page five. Something's not working. In fact, something's been wrong for a long time, causing us pain and complicating our lives. The problem is that at any given moment, it always appears easier to continue bearing the pain of our defects than to submit to the top, to the total up heaven, heavenal involved in changing the way we live. We may long to be free of pain, but only rarely are we willing to do what's truly necessary to remove the source of pain from our lives. Most of us didn't begin seeking recovery from addiction until we were sick and tired of being tired and sick. The same is true of the lingering character defects we've carried through our lives. Only when we can't bear our shortcomings one moment longer, only when we know that the pain is, the pain of change can't be as bad as the pain we're in today, are most of us willing to try something different. Thankfully, the steps are always there, no matter what we're sick and tired of. The irony is that as soon as we make the decision to begin the 12-step process, we realize our fears of change were groundless. The steps offer a general program of change, one step at a time. No single step is so frightening that we can't work it by by itself. As we apply the steps to our lives, we experience a change that frees us. Just for today, no matter what prevents me from living a full, happy life, I know the program can help me change a step at a time. I need not to be afraid of the 12 steps. Special announcement. Uh, We're coming up on one year uh, that we've been publishing these um, just for today meditation episodes. And with that, there's going to be a little bit of a change that occurs on June 14th and after. So June 14th will be the last new just for today meditation uh, episode to be published. Um, so what that means is on June 15th and, and, and after, uh, you may just need to do a search for the date to listen to that um, meditation episode. Um, they were recorded, we started last summer on June 15th. So, so again, June 14th will be the last new um, published after that, you'll need to go ahead and, and search on whatever platform you're you're listening to for June 15th and so on. A couple other things. We have about 32 episodes so far of the basic text study that drops every Sunday. It's an hour long um, episode. So there's about 32 hours 
of, of basic text study material. And we anticipate another 20 hours, so another 20 episodes. And so that's every Sunday. Please make your way over there and, and take a listen to that. But in that spirit, we're starting a living clean study. And so I would really like to hear from you if you are interested in being a, um, a permanent member of that, which, which would mean that you would participate each week. Uh, we meet for an hour each week. Or if you'd like to be a two guest, uh, a two episode guest, so please do um, uh, make your way over to the Facebook page, find the information link for the Living Clean study, fill that out, and I'll be in touch with you. Or you could text me some information on the podcast number. I want to hear from you. What content would you like uh, the Anonymous podcast to explore? I know we have some folks asking for um, some pamphlets or or the guiding principles to break those down so i want to hear from you uh but really thank you thank you for taking this journey um with us uh, it's 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 really neat and encouraging to to think about us coming up on on a year so um so again folks june 14th will be the last new episode for the time being being published after june 14th do a history search by the date um to listen to june 15th 16th 17th etc all right. Enjoy the episode. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Angel R. Hi, Angel, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, Angel, what is your clean date? Where do you attend meetings? And would you like to give your home group a shout out? Yeah, uh, my clean date is June 11th, 2015. I attend meetings in Evansville, Indiana, and my home group is Mondays. Uh, at 5.20 p.m. It is 5.20 Express, and we go line by line in the basic text. Awesome. All right. So, Angel, can you share your thoughts on the Just for Today on Sick and Tired? Absolutely. Um, you know, again, just thank you for this opportunity. I was uh, reading through the daily meditation, and it really takes me back to when I uh, first became willing to actually put my all into recovery and get clean. Um, you know, when you read into our basic text, the pages surrounding this, this daily meditation, uh, I, I have all those, I can, you know, I can, I can relate to a lot of things in the basic text about how geographical or, or another person or uh, some kind of instance that I really thought was going to fix me and fix that, that hole inside of me that in reality, I really just had to be set down, uh, you know, it's funny because like two days before I was arrested, I cried out to my higher power and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this on my own. Please help me. And uh, so he set me down for a while and, and I'm not from Evansville. So I was uh, transported here to, to recovery, to go through treatment. And, uh, you know, I look back and I'm so grateful for the day that I got arrested I'm so grateful that my higher power found it fit for me to come to Evansville. I got down here and the recovery was just on fire. And, um, you know, fortunately I was able to stay and, and stick around this area and really make this my home. Um, you know, I, it wasn't until I got into the steps that I really started to understand things. Uh, I got here with resentments towards the law enforcement and, and all those silly things that I thought that I knew in active addiction. 
And when I started working the steps and getting honest with myself and looking at myself, you know, I realized that, and I remembered crying out to my higher power and it was like, oh, so he just answered that for me. Uh, you know, it, it's not always the way that I want it to be, but it's exactly what it needs to be. Uh, I had been here really on fire for recovery. A group of us had started this, this little home group and, and we were just young and crazy in recovery. And uh, I was still awaiting hearing on my case. And uh, another, another point in my life where my higher power stepped in, like I ended up going to prison clean. And when I went to prison, I was on my ninth step coincidentally that I was on making amends and, and um, man, it was, it was pretty awesome because uh, don't get me wrong, being away from my family and my family recovery here in Evansville was terrible, but like I had nothing to do, but to work on my relationship with my higher power. And that too was a good time for me to really get honest and look back at all of these things that had led up to that point of me being sick and tired and finally having, um, you know, the gift of desperation to become willing. When, when I come home from prison, I was, I just, I was a little different. I don't think it was better or worse. It's just been, I've, I'm a lot more calm now. <laughs> uh, you know, the 10th step and, and really, and then the 11th step really working on that conscious contact. I, I read a bunch of different books. Um, you know, the 11th step talks about how, um, you know, the belief in the power of power greater than you can be eclectic. And, and I really took that from a lot of the books that were sent to me while I was away and that I got to read. And, uh, you know, and I, I look back on, I was just talking to a sponsee today, looking back and, and relating to how I was angry when I got here because I had been arrested and because these things had led up to it. And, and I thought, it was their fault in the beginning. And, and now I look back and it's like, I have shook the hand of the, the one of the law enforcement officers that came into my house. Um, you know, cause without all of that, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be me. Um, you know, but fast forward a little bit to where it's not just focused on the drugs and the, the act of using of being sick and tired. Like this discipline applies to my life now. Like, uh, my character defects. I'm in a, I'm going to drop the rock group with some ladies down here. And so, you know, we're going, we're really digging into the step six and seven in depth and, and just like with any like step work or any homework that your sponsor gives you when you're focused on something, it's just like illuminated in your life. So, um, these character defects that are roaring in my life or, or in my day, um, you know, I, I have the ability to, when the pain becomes great enough, I'll change them. Or when I get tired of at night, when I'm doing my, you know, my daily inventory of not being happy with allowing one or more than one certain defects to, to really show up or um, something that I'm trying to really work on is responding instead of reacting and you know, I, um, it's, it's just like when I got clean, you know, when I, when I'm finally ready to make that decision, um, because 
this was not my first time trying to get clean or first time in treatment. Um, but just like with all the other things, when I look back, it's like my higher power and this treatment center and, and that, um, you know, outpatient or that meeting or whatever it was that I was going through, like it was all these little bits and pieces that led me to where I needed to be. And now looking back, I can see that when in, in that moment, I didn't see it. Um, it's just a whole lot of gratitude uh, when I look back. And even today, like my life is amazing. Um, you know, it, it took a couple of years before I got to have my girls back in my home. And um, it took a couple of years before we were able to buy a home. And, and I'm married to a man in recovery now. Like uh, when I got here in Evansville in 2015, I had walked away from my professional career and I never thought that I would ever get that back or get back into um, my professional career. And, and man, my higher power just shows up in my life, uh, like more than I deserve sometimes. Like I still look around and I'm like, it's, I'm still in awe of how much my higher power loves me and thinks about me. You know, a friend of mine sent a video the other day of, expressing how like this wonderful thing had happened in her life. And I just really loved how she put it. Like she's got tears rolling down her face and, and she's just in all of how much he still shows how important she is and how much love he has for her. And that just uh, really made me, made my heart swell because like I can, I feel that, um, you know, I, I got my license back in my professional career. Um, I, I worked my butt off in a company for a couple of years just so I could have that, um, you know, that, that experience and, and back into my career because I had not been um, practicing for, I mean, like almost 10 years. And, and so I, I'm just like working and someone calls me up and like this opportunity just like you know, my HP puts this opportunity in my life. And just last week I got to start working or I get to start working at the very treatment center that saved my life um, almost six years ago. Uh, it's surreal walking in there with a badge that unlocks the doors now. And, um, you know, in that same day, like having this opportunity had uh, really like jump-started my my willingness to reach out for a modification on my probation. Um, when I came home from prison, I had seven years of probation. And, and um, so I, I, I reached out for that. And like the day that I started this new job last Monday, um, my, the, my lawyer says, hey, they're willing to modify you. And like all these wonderful things keep happening in my life. And I mean, none of it is because of me, it's all because I surrender to this program. I surrender to the principles to my very best of my ability. Like I try so hard to be a better woman today than I was yesterday. Just, just me, I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. I just wanna be a better woman, a mother, a friend, a wife and uh, work on my character def defects and try to help someone when they need it. And um, yesterday I was going over my first step again with my sponsor, you know, in a long, long time ago, in one of those 
trips to treatment that I went to pee someone else. Uh, I was in a meeting and, and I was comparing myself because like at that point in my addiction, I hadn't reached this certain substance or this certain way. And an old timer looked at me and said, yet you're eligible too. And I remember that stuff, man. Like, like I remember that just because my life is really good right now, that doesn't mean that tomorrow can't be different because I'm not immune. I'm not cured. This is nothing more than a daily reprieve. Um, and every day that I wake up, you know, my daughter, my youngest daughter and I have this routine, like we get ready for work and school and then we hit our knees and we pray together. And, um, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the greatest gifts of recovery for me is the restored relationships with my daughters. My youngest, I get to pray with her in the mornings and my oldest, she's in college. Well, she just finished her freshman year of college. And, and I drug these girls through so much that when I got arrested, I did not know if those relationships would be restored. And like, <laughs> they're not just restored, like they're amplified to something more than I ever thought they would be. Like I have a daughter that's about to be 19 that still calls me and refers to me as her best friend and opens up and shares things with me, like things that I, I didn't get to have with my mother. Um, both of my girls come to meetings. They're super supportive. Um, they're very much aware that, you know, they are also included in that yet. You're eligible to. Um, Recovery has given me so many gifts and opportunities. My oldest daughter and I got to do a, uh, a documentary together, but um, I don't know, I could talk forever on this and I don't wanna run us out of time. So, uh, so Angel, we've got a question that we ask all of our guests on the podcast before okay. they hop off. <laughs> I know my alarms went off too early. The question is, if you could talk to you, Angel, with one day clean, new, maybe one week clean, uh, new to the program of NA and recovery, what would you say to her? What would you want to tell Angel R, newly clean today? Oh, just one thing, you know, don't give up. The best is yet to come. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. We encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, we are your hosts, Hannah D. And Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm -hmm.